so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a podcast produced by Design Works Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. So I could end up where we all end up when the race is over, return to the center. There is no way to well, good morning, everyone. It is October 21st, 2019. Logan and I are sitting in the studio this afternoon, about to record you guys a brand new episode. Um, if this is your first time listening, you probably know this by now, but you are listening to The Good, the podcast where we dedicate um, just the episodes to finding the good in the world and people in our communities and just all around um, everywhere. So we try to find We try to dig out some stories that celebrate people um, and just good things that are going on in the world. So hopefully if this is your first time listening, you enjoy it, but we're going to jump right in. We always start this off by talking about what's, what's good in our lives. Logan's asleep. I'm awake. So he no, might not have an answer for this. I was praying. Oh, okay. So what's good. A lot of things are good. Every day I'm feeling a little better physically, which sounds sad to say at 29. But I am feeling better. Katie didn't know it. Well, she kind of knows it, but I'm going to surprise her with a little mini trip the week of her birthday. She's right outside the door. That's all right. She didn't listen to the podcast, so. She doesn't listen? Probably not, what? man. That's why she's been in a bad mood. <laughs> so say, if, she, if she decides to listen to it this one week, then there's not going to be a surprise. Nah, she'll probably know about it this weekend because I'll have to confirm some details with her, but. Yeah, we're going to go on a trip in two weeks for her birthday, which will be fun. And then I also booked um, a house for our March Madness trip uh, this week. A super awesome house. So I'm excited about some future stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of given me some extra mojo to keep going. Yeah. And Logan and I are going on a, a date Saturday. Yep. Um, I think we are the only people so far still that are have gotten tickets to Kanye West's documentary. That's in the IMAX. Yeah. Driving 45 minutes for a 35-minute yeah. IMAX. Which I'm still hoping that's, that's like the whole documentary is still like clouded in mystery and nobody actually knows how long it is. And he just showed like a clip of it. Chance. That's where they're getting the the, t- the time, the runtime from. So I'm still kind of hoping it's longer than that. But even if it's not, I think it's still going to be cool. It'll be worth it. And then hopefully he drops his album Friday. Crossing my fingers. Connie, if you're toes. listening, we're the first two people to buy your tickets. Not even the first two, the only two right now. Yeah. Sounds better to say first two. We're the only two people in Lawton that are going to see this. Yep. We're going to go see it in Lawton. So, yep. I had a dream about yeah. that last night. If you, uh, yeah, you did. You told me about that. And <laughs> becomes true. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, Lawton, Kanye. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't know. You're in a weird season. Yeah. Right now, all of my celebrations are like every single night when Walker sleeps in his crib. So that's fair, though. Yeah. And when I have gone on, still like been able to go on a, going on a few dates. So that's been nice. We're planning a uh, a uh, pizza, wine, and hocus pocus date night at the house tonight. Really? Yeah. Hocus, like the movie? The movie, yeah. 
We watched that last night. Did you really? Yeah. Is it good? I haven't seen it in so long. I've never seen it. Oh, you haven't? Never seen it once. Was it good? Uh, yeah, it was good. You know, mm-hmm. Ellie loved it. Did you watch it on Freeform? We watched it on YouTube TV. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So there's still commercials and stuff in it, but it was great. Yeah, we're going to do that. Um, Because I am not grown enough to be able to handle actual scary movies. Oh, was di- Which I'm probably going to talk about later in the podcast. This was scary. Right. Is it? Oh, shoot. Not really, but kind of. Um, yeah, my, my like scare level is like Casper, Ghostbusters, and you watch Saul. Yeah, but Saul's kind of scary. That's it's different though. Gory, I guess. It's different. Okay, I guess I just don't do like paranormal type stuff. Well, is it the jumpy part that gets you? We're gonna talk about that later. Okay, sorry. Okay? I didn't. We're gonna talk about that. That's a bad segue. Okay, well, I'm about to segue back into it. I'm about to buzzer you. You're getting a little attitude. Well, I'm about to switch segments on you, so we're moving on. Are you done? Talking about what's good? Sorry, that that sounded super... You done? That sounded super... Yeah. yeah. I don't have anything good. You done? Okay, we're going to move on then. That was the best what's good segment ever. Yeah, what's good? Happy hi-hi, a hi-hi, a haikus! I think you mentioned that you might have a good one. Do you you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I don't know if I have a good one or not. Did I gas you up? Do what? Did I overgas you up? Sorry. Um, maybe a little bit. We'll we'll see. I don't know. You go first for me. Um, I'll go and get mine over with. Okay. Because I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how good it is or not, but it, it does have to tie into what we uh were just talking about. So I guess I probably should go first. So here we go. Jump scares are the worst. A sign of poor writing skills. See what I mean? Did I get you? <laughs> I had my head down. I was trying to listen. And it scared me. You didn't even jump. You ruined the point of my thing. But it is, I will tell you, my heart's racing. <laughs> it did scare me. You just, you just, <laughs> my headphones are on as loud as they can go, too. I was you just you literally that. fell asleep when I did that. No, nah, that scared me. My headphones are on way too loud this episode. And <laughs> they got me. Did it just not scare you because you can't hear anymore because I just blew your eardrum? I think that I was just so rattled. I think I was waiting for something to hit me. Something did hit you. Well, not like physically. I thought you were going to hit me. Did you actually jump? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I usually do jump. Dang. Sorry. Now, now i got to come up with a new haiku on the spot. No, that was good. That worked. Okay. That w- I thought that was great. I was like so embedded into it that I wasn't, I didn't see that coming. Were you just, were you just toning me out there? No, I was, <laughs> I put my head down so that I could, li- if I look around the room, I won't listen. I'll be thinking about what I'm going to say. So I was trying to be in the moment, and then you hit me with the ha. And I went, whoa, whoa, <laughs> don't do that. That's what happened. All right, you go, since mine was bad. No, mine's mine's so bad. Yours is great. I just want to tell you that. Mine, this is my attempt at being deep, which isn't deep at all. The sound of a stream sitting in peace and chaos. Alexa, next song. Alexa, cancel. Alexa, cancel. <laughs> Had got the sound of a stream sitting in peace and chaos. Alexa, next song. See the the deep the depth of this haiku is that people think the sound of the stream is water, mm-hmm. but in today's time, it's the stream, stream of music. Like yeah, stream of music. I get it. So some good work. I want to be outside. Some good I want to be in it, but I'm just peace just, and 
chaos of the real world. So we'll just play the next song. Some great wordplay there. That Thanks, man. <laughs> no, listen, you know, it doesn't have to be a thing because I'll be mad about it. That's my thing with Emily. I always do that. I, always do, I, I feel like I always do it in super dangerous situations, though, like when she's driving. <laughs> That's a good time. You know who it's good to do? Uh, um, Morgan, when you walk down that hallway at her office, if you'll mm-hmm. clap or say, ha, she'll lose it every time. She split her drink three times this month. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> she's ruining three computers because she's yeah, just fine. spilling drinks on them. That's fine. Katie scared me up here the other day. Did she? Like real bad. What'd she do? She was just hiding in an office. It was like a little late and... Scared me. What was that time? You were up here late doing something. Oh, yeah. You're, you're editing a podcast. A murder podcast. Yeah. A missing persons podcast. I came up here for something. What did I come up here for? I think I had some tools up here or something. Yeah. And you were like, hello? I didn't, and I didn't answer. Yeah. Gotcha. It wasn't real funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a scary building at night, too. Yeah. Yep. I didn't even talk about the source of my... Uh, haiku. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back I to forgot, that. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I I just don't like scary movies. Mainly because I feel like they're all... You, you've already mentioned that. I like Saw. I feel like Saw actually has a good storyline, though. But I feel like all scary movies just rely on jump scares. And I feel like if you're a good enough writer, you shouldn't have to write a jump scare in. Yeah. You know, I don't like scary movies either. You can write well enough. You should be able to make the whole atmosphere creepy. Did you like it? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. It didn't have a lot of jump, as many it jump scares. I thought it had a couple. Yeah, but nothing crazy. Yeah, I didn't like Paranormal Activity. I haven't seen those. It's I, not, I probably won't ever. I think that the reason I don't like it is it's too real. Yeah, it just feels too like that's possible. Whereas a demonic clown to me, I can separate from the real world. But for See, some reason, like ghosts and things like that, I don't like it. Always. Like the scary movies where it's a person that mm. is, so it's not like a ghost or demon or something like that. No country for old men. Demonic ones are the worst for me. Um, but yeah, if it's like a human, that's like the villain or the the score, the source of uh, the hauntings or whatever. Yeah. I'm fine with it because I'm like, I have a chance against a human. Scariest movie of all time. What? Signs. And aliens. Scared me. I think I almost wrote one about signs, actually, about a cornfield, and I was going to tie signs in. Oh, I'd have been out. That'd have scared me more than I your forgot. little, your weak little. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it sounds loud in here. I know. My, well, first off, maybe I turned your headphones down, but mine are definitely pink. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bleeding over here. <laughs> but you know what, Jared? It's what? all good. It's all good. It's all good today. We're going to move on to some headlines. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy, happy headlines. Yeah. It's like a Halloween podcast, all the creepy sounds. I just created a sound effect. I always forget who goes first on these. Oh, my hand just cramped. (laughs) I'm doing that. You're getting old. Man, I am getting old. Um, I'll go first. (laughs) Like how reluctant you said that. Yeah, I guess I'll go first. Hold up, let me... I don't know what this is. Okay, there we go. Okay, so my first headline, I thought it was, when I was telling you about it initially, um, I said it was about a guy on a bus, which would have been like my fifth straight week doing a bus story. I know, I was really hoping for it. But he's on a train. Apparently, I just have something about stories that have to do with transportation. (laughs) Yeah. 
Just for so, the record, Jared and I don't tell each other what these are before, but we do give like a two, like one sentence. So, because we actually did have the same story today. Yep. But we don't tell each other the story. So I don't know your stories beforehand. Yeah. I just think yeah. that's important. Yeah. We just make sure that we don't have the same ones. Because we did that the first week. Yeah. All right. So this one is, the headline is, in quotes, I don't like bullies. Rider from Boston disarms robber on blue line train. So this happened in Chicago. This Boston, this guy from Boston who was in for the Chicago Marathon. His name is Jean-Paul Lapierre. First off, great accent. Jean-Paul. Um, I think that's. I think I nailed that uh, pronunciation. Jean-Paul Lapierre, a Bostonian, in Chicago for the Chicago Marathon. Um, he was riding the Blue Line train on his way to the marathon. A man boarded the train at about 5.50 in the morning, 5.50 a.m., and he showed a handgun to passengers while demanding their money. Um, there, there's, a, there's a couple, I think it's this story where there's just a, a couple, like, great quotes. At least they were great when I read it earlier. They're, they're probably not as great now. Um, he was uh, very quietly robbing people, and LaPierre went up front and said to him, give me the gun. And then they started fighting for the gun. Um, he said, uh, LaPierre said, I don't like people that strike fear in people like that. Um, he just doesn't like bullies. So LaPierre, uh, he managed to pry the gun away from the man and was holding onto it with his right hand while pinning the robber against the train with his with his left. And there's like a little short video of this in the, uh, like a passenger was recording it. Um, there was a man like beside LaPierre after he like disarmed the guy. He was holding like the gun behind him in one hand and like pinning him against the train in his left hand, like the ultimate like bigger brother move to the, yeah. to the, and, so he, and he was a lot smaller than this guy too. Um, so there's a man um, beside him that said he could put the safety on. So as he's like pinning this guy up against the train, he hands this other, this passenger, the gun and he puts the safety on and um, like everybody left. Apparently everybody left the train at this point. I guess like out of fear and they just wanted to bounce out of there. And at this point, LaPierre said he was alone on the train with the robber and he had no more weapon. Um, he was waiting for the police to come. Uh, he said he apparently he told the robber, I kept telling him, if you move, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to hit you seven times in three seconds. Just, just a... Just a quick speed speed punches. Um, after that, and when it's when it says after that, I don't mean I don't I don't know if it means like after he said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you seven times in three seconds." I don't know if after that the man calmed down and waited for the police, or like after he was disarmed, the man calmed down. I'm assuming he was so scared of Lapierre that after he said, "Hey, I'm gonna hit you seven yeah, yeah. times in three seconds," that's when he, that's when he calmed down and started waiting for the police. Um. So the officer officers came, told the man to get on his stomach, but when he instead like laid on his back, LaPierre ran to him and flipped him over like a hamburger, and they cuffed him. That was LaPierre saying that. He said, he, he went up laying on his back, someone over there and flipped him over like a hamburger. <laughs> you have a picture of this guy? Um, there's there's that video of him. Um, but this isn't, this isn't the first time. Just like... Um, the bus driver from last week's episode. This isn't the first time that LaPierre stepped in to the role of a good Samaritan. He helped rescue a boy from a vehicle crash in Boston a few years ago, and 
he tracked down a missing python in Newton, Massachusetts. Jeez. What a hero. He said, I've been involved in a lot of things, and I just seem to be at the right place at the right time, is what people always tell me. We got heroes out there. Hey, man. We got heroes. Thank goodness that yeah. python was found. I know. Good thing that python was found. That. That's funny, though, that people, I mean, those three instances, I know those are just like completely random different things, but to have all that happen in your lifetime was kind of crazy. Yeah. But good job uh, jumping into action and... Um, What's his name, JP? Jean-Paul Lapierre. Yeah. Jumping into action and disarming this guy and probably embarrassing him in the meantime. Well, after you hamburger the man. After you hamburger him, hamburger him and pin him against the glass with, with uh, one hand yeah. while, you're, while you're holding his gun yeah. in your other hand. And you just hand it off to a passenger. Yeah. Hero, so, man. He's a hero. That's work, JP. Um, my first one is the headline is kind principal writes letter of verification to tooth fairy after student loses lost tooth. I saw this one. Did you? I, I didn't read the story. I saw this headline though. And I did too. And I kind of skipped over it first and I was like, I got to know what happened. Um, but a principal in Wisconsin came to the aid of a student who lost their tooth. Um, Kurt Angeli, yeah, A-N-G-E-L-I, Angeli, sure, that's all right. Principal, I'm at an elementary school, um, wrote a letter to the tooth fairy explaining that the student at the school misplaced their newly lost tooth while playing um, at recess on the school grounds. I struggled reading this a little bit. One, I'm not very smart, but two, like talking about losing a lost tooth just confused me over and over again. Oh, yeah. So I kept reading it, and I was like, wait, where are we? Um, he lost his tooth that he lost. Yeah, he lost the tooth and then lost it. I was like, uh-oh. Uh, but obviously, due to the fact that a kid gets a tooth, loses a tooth, and then puts it under the pillow for the tooth fairy to find, well, no tooth. How does the tooth fairy have any idea? So this principal, being amazing, took the time to write a letter. Um, let's see if I can read it. Um, as a trained principal and hobby dentist, I can verify that there is definitely a gap in the student's teeth that was not there this morning when he came in. Please accept this letter as official verification of a lost tooth and provide the standard monetary exchange rate you normally use for a real tooth. And then the best part was at the very end, he said, P.S. I'm still waiting for money for a wisdom tooth from 1987. Please remit as soon as possible. So he's trying to get some cash, too. He's, he's trying to use this to get his cash from the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. You know, he, that was kind of, it seemed like there could have been a little bit of an agenda, but it's on official district letterhead. So he typed this up and gave it to the student and sent it home. But I don't know. That's such a, um, and I mean this with all due respect, but it's such a dumb, small thing. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. It just makes me happy when people take the time to, whether it be for a kid or adult, do something so minuscule. Yeah. I feel like it'd be easy. Kid comes up. Like, oh, I lost my tooth. I lost my lost tooth. It's like, oh man, it's a boomer. Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna go find it? You know, but to make yeah. an ex- to do something I thought was pretty dope. Yeah, I bet that made that kid's day. And, and I, I know principals are probably like super busy during the day, but yeah, he took the time to make that one kid's day. So I feel like as a parent too, that would just give you um, more. I don't know, Alexa, cancel. What's up with her today? I don't know. We got to take her out of here. 
Sorry, that's all I got for that one. Okay, my next one is the headline is this 11-year-old crochet prodigy uses his craft to give back. Um, so Jonah Larson, he is a 11-year-old, um, and he taught himself how to crochet when he was five years old. Um, again, now he's 11, and he is a self-proclaimed crochet prodigy. He has 187,000 followers on Instagram. Say that again? 187,000 and 37,000 subscribers on YouTube. Apparently, he just um, puts out content and videos of Tim teaching other people how to how to crochet. And apparently, he's a master cro- crocheter. I don't know if that's a word or not, because I'm not uh, up in the uh, crochet world. Um, he did say, which uh, which is... Uh, which is cool for especially for an 11 year old to say he he said I see crochet as a positive way to bring the world together and it's just a craft that everybody comes together and enjoys Uh, so that's that's a pretty simple statement it's a pretty uh, wise statement from an 11 year old that he just found this this thing that he likes to do and he can see like the the positivity that he uh, that it can provide to the world um, he actually has a business called Jonah's Hands, and he sells all his creations um, through his business. And then he also, um, I don't know what portion, but he gives like a portion of his sales to a uh, organization called Roots Ethiopia. And it's a mm. it's an organization that benefits um, the region where um, he grew up. Uh, and he was, uh, so yeah, it's a region that benefits, it benefits the region where he is born in the orphanage where he lives. So, um, he was born in Ethiopia, grew up in a, an orphanage there. And then his, his family, the Larsons adopted him when he was five months old. Um, so Jonah's parents, uh, the Larsons, his adoptive parents, they were told that he might have developmental delays, but he apparently defied the odds and proved that he was able to grasp difficult concepts at an early age, which is evidenced by him learning how to crochet when he was only five years old. I don't even know, like I know like the utensils and the instruments you used to crochet, but that's about all I know. Um, So he, yeah, he was five when he first spotted like a, a crochet hook and he asked his mom what it was. And I guess that's what like spurred his passion for crocheting. Then he, began watching YouTube tutorials and like within an hour he had made a dishcloth. I think his first time like actually watching a crochet tutorial on YouTube. I guess it was a tutorial on how to make a, a dishcloth and within an hour he had a dishcloth made. So holy it's, cow. It's apparently just a, a natural crochet crocheter. Um, he continued to develop his newfound passion by watching advanced videos and experimenting with new stitches. By age seven he was creating um, entire blankets, hats, um, and some some other items. Um, but now he's he's uh, in sixth grade, and he uh, uses his skills and he teaches his friends and followers how to crochet and even creates his own designs. He even made a point to the, to say that he can speed crochet an entire hat in as little as forty six minutes. I don't know what speed crochet looks like. Just got those quick hands. I bet he's a good boxer too then. Probably. Um, and he's, he's kind of turned this whole passion with crocheting into a family affair. Yeah. 
His older brother, Leaf, he's 15. He manages his social media and his younger sister, Mercy. Um, she's nine, and she was also adopted from Ethiopia. Ethiopia. This is Yarn Winder, Winder. I don't know what that is, again, because I'm not in the crochet world. But, yeah, he's kind of uh, given his, uh, his, his brother and sister a little uh, job with his business. That's awesome. Yeah. And then... How old is he again? He's 11. Okay. Jonah's 11. When, and then apparently he was just recently on, I think, the uh, Today Show, and he was, he was interviewed on there. When asked what he wants to be when he grows up, uh, Jonah said, I would like to be able to be a surgeon and be able to go back to Ethiopia and give out some free surgeries. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I, I bet you he could watch some YouTube videos on how to do surgery and pick it up. And perform a surgery in an hour. Have you ever crocheted? I have not. I think it is pretty, I don't think obviously it's the same as surgery, but I think it's very uh, good motor skills. Yeah. So he's probably already a great surgeon. Probably. She's to learn the techniques, but it seems like he might have the hand eye. He's got got that finger dexterity already down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go uh, watch some, oh, that might be a a little much for an 11-year-old to watch, begin watching YouTube videos on surgeries. Yeah, probably wouldn't do that. But, and Yeah. Adopted, grew up in an orphanage in Ethiopia, discovered his passion after he was adopted, wow. moved to the U.S., discovered that he had a passion for crocheting, started a business, brought in the family. Also 11. Also 11. And he wants to, his ultimate goal is to give out free surgeries back in Ethiopia. I have a family member who's really big into crocheting. Really? Went to conventions, and I didn't realize until having a conversation that how big it is. Really? It's a huge thing. Like it's a very big niche on YouTube, and uh, these conventions are huge. And like mm. these Afghans that people make are like crazy and beautiful, but yeah, it's a huge deal. So, mm. what's his name again? Jonah. Jonah Larson. Shout out to um, Larson's. What was his business name? <clears throat> did, did it have his uh um, Jonah's Hands is his business name. Is that what the IG is? I don't know. Um, I actually, actually have it linked here. So let me see what it pulls up. His, yeah, his his IG is Jonah Jonah Hands. There he is. He's pre- he's a he's a pretty cute kid. First off, is that the beanie he did? Yeah, he made that beanie. Looks legit. That's actually a super dope beanie. I'd buy one of those. He's now he's up to how do you spell it? He's up to two hundred and two thousand followers on Instagram now. Um, J O N A H H A N D S. Oh, you mean just like Jonah, Jonah Hands? Jonah Hands. <laughs> you know, get a follow, my man. Yeah. Yeah, y'all should check him out. He's yeah, he's a he's a cute kid, and apparently he absolutely is incredible at doing what he does. So I'm glad he found a passion and that he is incredible at it. Jonah, you're a special kid, man. Yep, I just followed him. Good for you. Oh, you got a follow from Jared. You're one of his six follows. Yep. <clears throat> All right, close this out. My, I like I love the story. Um. The headline for this final one is after homeless man is featured on the front page, his high school friends from 1971 rally to get him off the streets. Um, so it obviously has been decades since Coy Featherson last saw his friends from high school. Um, and so back in 1971, Featherson was, um, this guy was a very popular cat. Um, he was voted best all around guy in the high school yearbook. What? That's like that's like a big honor. 
That is a big honor. I don't know if I've ever even heard of that either. Yeah. Like, uh, you're most spirited. You're you're funny. You're the best all-around guy we, we here. We don't have a single category that, like, is good enough for you, so we're just going to give you the all-around. Yeah, you're the best all-around guy. You're the MVP. Um, yeah, you played football, played baseball, um, ended up getting a football scholarship, um, and then he moved on to do 15 years of stage work for rock and roll legend Frank Zappa. Oh, Frank Zappa. Yeah, you know who that is? No. Me neither. Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that, so I would have to admit it, but I don't either. Uh, but unfortunately for Featherston, he ended up um, falling on some hard times. Um, and his brother was killed, laid off from his job, he lost his apartment, and ended up being homeless. Um, but there's this paper in Austin called American Statesman. And they, I guess they were doing an article on homeless camping in Austin, Texas. So maybe it's not on Austin. Maybe they're just doing it on homeless camping in Austin. Um, but they did. They got a photo of him in his grocery cart and all of his belongings and put it on the front page of the American Statesman. And um, one of his classmates, how would you say this name? L is it just Lee? L E E A. Yeah, Leah. Is it a? Yeah, Leah probably. Um. I think, yeah, yeah. So we'll say Leah. Is that right? Sure. Okay. Um, well, she was one of his friends, and uh, I thought this is just crazy like, when people see stuff and how they react, but um, she was shocked to see his photo um, featured in the article, and she immediately hopped in her car and took off for Austin in hopes of tracking him down. Oh, I don't know where she lives, but she got headed down, um, and then after four days of searching, she finally found him um, feeding pigeons outside of a local church, uh, she just walked up, embraced him, invited him into her truck, and packed up all of his belongings. Like one, she just like wasn't gonna let it go. Um, and then there was another classmate, and so I don't know how they all got connected. Named Don, and um, he lived in Corpus Christi, Texas, and so he invited um, Featherston to his home, where he could sleep on the mattress, sleep on a mattress for the first time in twenty years. Holy cow! Um, and so his friends had gotten him new clothes and shoes. They were helping sign him up for Social Security benefits. Um, and they launched a GoFundMe campaign and raised um, money for permanent housing. The page has already raised more than $13,000. Um, and yeah, one of the quotes is, Koi's a smart guy with a real gift for art and music. Um, what we This is what it says on the GoFundMe. Um, what we are doing here is to show him he's still deep in our heart of hearts always. Um, and so when the reporters from that article that wrote the American Statesman asked Featherston about the photo that was now turned his luck around, he just simply said, I kind of had a feeling it would do something. It's been good to me. So yeah, I mean, this poor guy seemed like really was living a good life, traveled on the road. Um, Mr. All around. Yeah. Best all around guy. Um, seemed like he lived a life, man. And then got hard and kind of became homeless and. Uh, somebody just ended up taking a picture of him, putting him on a paper, and I mean, just think about all the things that have to happen. Like, yeah, right place. Someone takes a picture. Picture's good enough to go on the the cover, and then the right people see it. But not only the right people see it, but then they actually take action. She searches for four days, is in contact with another classmate, and then give him a place to stay. And then somebody opens. I mean, just so many things. Yeah, that's, but a, that's a wild chain of events. I think it's cool. A reminder that um, sometimes people can come into your life and be family. Yeah. But then, like, you may drift apart for 10, 20, 30 years. But 
family's family. Man. So yeah, glad wild. he's getting uh getting a little uh shake of luck. That's kinda wild. You got anything else you want to talk about? We did it. We did it. Another it's, episode. It's been good. It's been it's been hopefully good. There's a lot of good things going on, man. There is. Are you noticing in this process that it that you're more likely to look for it or no? Um I've I don't know. I never necessarily like struggled with well, mainly because I don't really pay attention to any news really. But you're the best all around guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I was voted most shy. <laughs> I, I think that was in junior high though. I think yeah. It was either junior high or high school I was voted most shy. I'll have to go find that. I think I think it was at Zundi junior high. Zundelowitz. But yeah. This is a good time of year. This is like my favorite time of year. So I'm in, I'm enjoying life right now. Good. So good. Yeah. You're always a pretty positive cat. So yeah. So I think it's been good for me. And I'm about to hopefully get a uh a sleeping device. That's hopefully gonna change my life. Yeah, you need it, man. Yeah. I found out I have the old sleep apnea. Mm. So probably haven't slept good my whole life. So Maybe I'm pro- not. I'm probably about to finally discover what a good night's sleep feels like. You're about to start sleeping 12 hours a day. I'm about to, I'm about to like find out what feeling rested feels like. <sighs> what are you going to do? I keep telling Emily, I'm like, once I get this machine, like the, after the first night, I'm immediately not going to be an introvert anymore. It's going to make that big of a change. What if you've been an extrovert your whole life? Yeah. That's just you've been so tired, you just yeah. couldn't muster the energy. Yeah. <laughs> it could be it. Who I knows? never thought about that. That's a great one. Who knows? Y'all might see me... Like streaking down Kemp or something. Yeah, you know, just just all this bottled up extrovertism that's just coming out of me. People are be like, "Man, I think Jared's on drugs." Like, no, no, he just actually has been sleeping. <laughs> he just he's just using a CPAP. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild, man. Hopefully that happens quick because I think that's gonna be a game changer. Yeah, that's, yeah. I still have to go to one more point uh, appointment and then hopefully I'll get it after that. But getting old, man. Both of I us know. having oh, a medical test done. We're both about to turn thirty. About to be thirty. I turn 30 next month. I know. Man. And then you turn 30 the next month after that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> we got to throw a rager. Man. But not too much of a rager because my liver's gone. <laughs> so, that ain't good. <laughs> oh, man. Is there anything else we should talk about? I don't know, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling more positive. I think this is, uh, this is a good way to end my week and start yeah. my week. I kind of, I kind of like doing it in the afternoon. Yeah, it's been a good change. It's a lot more convenient doing it in the morning because it's not like in the middle of your day, but I don't know. And we did it like right after lunch. I'm just feeling fresh right now. I had, I had pizza for lunch though, man. Yeah. I haven't been eating a lot of carbs in that. Uh, well, I mean, I've had pizza twice this week, but one with CC's. I just finished off our, our chili that oh, we that had. That sounds good. I forgot when Emily made that. That's why you're fresh. I know. That's hearty. Mm. That's a hearty meal. I ate so much chili this past week. That's what I had like every day for lunch except one day, I think. So living the dream, man. Weather's yep. changing. Kanye's dropping a new album next week. Hopefully, hopefully, we got good sports on. About to see the best documentary ever in an IMAX. Yeah, the That's only right. people that are gonna be there. Yeah, <sighs> dude, it's the best. If your dream comes true, I've been dreaming so much, man. That's wild. <sighs> I can't even explain it to people how much I'm, how vivid my dreams are. I swear, I have an eight-hour dream. I sleep for eight hours. I'm dreaming seven hours and 30 minutes. That's nuts. I don't it's even, weird. I don't even dream. I've never had it like this, and it's like almost a week and a half straight of just like 
You're in that deep sleep. Like, and and I and I'm not. I'm still not feeling rested. It's weird. Or you're sleeping too deep for too long. I must have hit REM sleep twice this week so early because Ellie woke up at 11. So we'd been asleep for a couple hours, and I could not wake up. I knew it was going on, but I could not wake up. And I hear Katie go, <sighs> and then get up. She wasn't mad at me, I don't think. And then she comes back in the room, and I'm just like, what's going on? And you just tell she's just like, really? Really? You're on your phone. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> All right, well, let's... Wrap this up. Um, we hope you guys have a, a great week. Um, yeah, just enjoy the people around you. Try to invest in um, people's lives to imp- improve their lives however you can. And as always, be on the lookout for the good. 